Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as per usual, I give God praise for being here with all of you on this episode number 210 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we often struggle in this area, and it's something that the Lord wants to help us with. We just have to yield. What am I talking about? I'll tell you what. Please take a moment to go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend encourages you, is coming to you with love notes. That's what's coming up. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So I was having a conversation with my best friend, Kenya, a little while back, and we were just talking about some of the trials that we have to endure as soldiers of Christ, especially our battles with people. And quite honestly speaking, uh, we are not dealing with flesh and blood. The scriptures remind us that, you know, this is spiritual warfare. So, uh, when we are dealing with people, we're actually dealing with the spirit of iniquity that the enemy uh, sends that works through people. So we definitely have to make sure we keep that in mind and and pray. <laughs> and we want to fight the battle correctly and pray. But nonetheless, uh, even in knowing this, it can be a challenge to maintain your salvation to the standard that God has called you to, right? I know firsthand, and I'm sure some of you all uh, deal with some of the same things. I definitely understand that. So with all of that being said, BCU family, if Christ does dwell down on the inside of us, if we are professing salvation and having the Holy Ghost uh, down on the inside, according to Acts 2 and 38, it is a requirement to follow the pattern of Christ in all of our interactions with everyone, no matter who it is or how they are acting. And that pattern starts and ends with one word, and that word is love. Now, love is actually a first fruit, if you will, uh, of the Spirit. If you go to the book of Galatians chapter 5, 
right around verse number 22, you'll see that uh, that is one of the first things, or that is rather the first thing uh, that Paul reminds us of is that that spirit uh, that God has given us, the fruit of the spirit rather is love. And we have to base everything that we do uh, from a love standpoint. There are no excuses where that's concerned. Uh, We can even go further uh, in the scriptures. I'd like to take you all to the book of Matthew chapter 22. I'm going to read verses 37 through 40 in your hearing. And uh, really, Jesus captured this beautifully, and it's something that we have to aspire to and do. Let's go ahead and read that. And Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Mm. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. And what Jesus was simply saying here is, is that if you love him uh, with all of your heart, with all of your mind and with all of your soul, And if you love others like you love yourselves and we take care of ourselves pretty well, then you are doing what you're supposed to do. So love is a driver. It's not just a conditional, sometimey feeling. Uh, Quite honestly, it's a sacrificial lifestyle that Jesus modeled by dying on the cross for our sins, um, by taking care of us daily, whether or not we appreciate whether or not we love him back, whether or not we're faithful, uh, whether we feel like doing what he tells us to do, whether we're rebellious, he still loves us. And uh, he demonstrates that in our lives every day. And he's left a blueprint even in his word as to what we're supposed to do when we're mistreated, that we're supposed to love uh, people anyway. So and and keeping that in mind uh, on our Periscope, Uh, live study that we have on Thursday nights. A good while back, I did a love study and was going back to reread my notes. And as I was reviewing uh, what the Lord gave me on love, I think I may need to uh, check my love meter and make sure it's in high gear on a more consistent basis. This is an area that I really have to make sure I pay attention to. And I thought that I would share some of those notes with you all uh, here today. So what I'd like to take a look at is what love is and what it does. We're going to concentrate on that. And we're going to go to the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, as a matter of fact, chapter 13. So in looking at the Love Notes BCU family and paying attention to what love is or what it does, there are seven characteristics here. We're going to take a look at all seven here on this particular podcast, and then we'll come back and talk about what love is not. So number one is, is that love suffers long. Now, the word long suffering in the Bible is made up of two Greek words, meaning long and temper. So literally, long-suffering means being long-tempered. And someone who suffers long or has a long temper, 
It's obviously the opposite of being short-tempered, which uh, many of us struggle with uh, in one area or another. I know for me, I can be very uh, long-tempered or long-suffering in some situations and others not so much, but the Word of God does not leave room for us to have variation. We're to be long-suffering in everything and with everyone and in every situation. A long-suffering person does not immediately retaliate in anger or punish someone or shut them down or decide not to do something or fold our arms or say things that are not necessarily nice, uh, but they are patient. Now, long suffering does not mean that you are mistreated. It's the way and how you respond to the individual that God is interested in. So again, we've got to be long suffering uh, when it comes to love. That's, That's a characteristic. That's number one. Number two, love is kind. Now, a kind love is going to show tenderness or goodness. It is going to do good or be gracious. When we operate in a kind way, when our love operates in a kind way, it's not harsh or cruel in what we say in what we think, and what we do. Uh, Very often, BCU family, our our love, it may look one way on the outside, it may look kind, but in our hearts, is it kind or is it obligatory or are we thinking the wrong thing? So our love should always be kind inside and out. Number three, love rejoices in truth. Now, I, I... found this to be very interesting that the Greek word for truth is aletheia. It's funny, I went to school with a young lady named aletheia, and that means to unhide or to hide nothing. And that really means that the truth is always here. It's always available. It should always be open and available for all to see. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing obscured, nothing about it. So uh, true love, agape love, rejoices in what's right and what's good rather than in hiding things. And what comes to mind here is that there are times where people feel like they don't want to say anything. Well, I love so-and-so, but I don't want to say anything to them. You know, I'm not going to be honest. I'm going to hide how I feel. I'm going to hide the fact that they are making a mistake. I'm going to cover that up and let them figure it out themselves. And uh, what happens is, is that when it's true love, you're going to rejoice in the truth. You're going to tell that person. Now, they may not enjoy the response or enjoy what it is that you say, but we have to rejoice in truth uh, rather than obscuring things to not hurt someone's feelings. Yes, we can be uh, kind. There you go. And what it is we say, but it should be truthful. All right, let's keep going, BCU family. Number four. Love bears all things. And I've got to tell you, this is probably one of my favorite characteristics of true love. Now, uh, bears all things. Uh, the, the Greek word bear um, is stego, and I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. And that means to cover as in a roof or a covering that offers protection from the elements. Now, there's a commentary from W.E. Vine, and he explained that a stego or covering, listen to this, 
either supports what's being placed upon it or covers what's underneath it. For example, then, a love that bears all things would cover or protect an individual prayerfully prayerfully by approaching or talking or counseling them in a private session. And of course, following the Lord's leading while prayerfully considering the person's situation, their circumstances, and their reply throughout and after the conversation. Now, the opposite of bearing all things would be to uh, uncover or unprotect the person by berating them, belittling them, exposing the situation publicly or to others unnecessarily, and again, not following the Lord's leading. So we want to, with the help of the Lord, bear all things first. There is a time for confrontation and sometimes uh, things do have to be exposed. Uh, That does happen. We want to follow the leading of the Lord and make sure that we have bared all things first and that we have followed what God has said. Um, if the situation ever comes up where you have to confront someone publicly and that, that should be very rare. And again, uh, taken to the Lord and considered with much prayer. All right. Agape love number five, it believes all things. Now, um, when you're thinking about belief, again, the Greek word here is pestui. And I think I said that correctly. It is P-I-S-T-E-U-I. Oh, and let me try that again. P-I-S-T-E-U-E-I. And that means to put one's faith or trust in someone or something. Now, let me disclaim this BCU family and say, of course, we need to trust God first above any and everyone else. And with that, we have to remember that the arms of flesh will ultimately fail. They, they always do. And that just means people. And Jeremiah chapter 17, verse five reminds us of that. It reminds us of that. So the flesh of arms of flesh will always fail you. And to go with that, the Lord gave me Matthew chapter 18 to remind us that offenses are going to come. Uh, Jesus was very clear about that. They will come. Someone is going to offend us. Someone is going to fail us by offending us. And lest we start to feel uh, a little bothered by that, James chapter three reminds us that in many things we will offend all. So if we are not doing the offending, we are being offended. So it's going to happen Uh, in this flesh. We're going to mess up. In this life, there are going to be challenges and situations that we have to contend with. But with the help and hope of the Lord, we are believing for the best in a person. So to this end, believing all things means that we overlook and forgive offenses quickly. We don't want to dwell. We want to forgive and overlook. And we want to do that quickly because we want that from the Lord. His agape love forgives and and, and make sure that we are cleansed when we repent from things. We want to do that same thing. And even if we don't ask the Lord for forgiveness, uh, he's already done it. He forgives us. You know, he, he really does because he loves us that way. Now, let me just say this. We're supposed to ask the Lord for forgiveness, but he does anyway. His forgiveness is never conditional. It is never something that we have to pay for or bargain or, uh, any of those kinds of things. So um, we want to be sure that we're doing the same things with others. Again, love believes all things. All right, let's go to number six, agape love. 
hopes all things. Now, when you hope, you anticipate and expect good things from someone. Even if things are looking a little bleak, and it does happen, we don't want to be negative or critical, but what we want to do is to continue praying and encouraging the person until we see the change come. Because again, we're believing, right, all things that the change is going to come. And I can say, BCU family, from personal experience, that if the change does not happen in the person right away, what happens is, is that the change starts to happen with us. Our hearts, attitudes, and mind toward the situation or person often changes as well. So either way, the love of hope is fulfilled. All right. And characteristic number seven of agape love uh, is that it endures all things. Now, the Greek word for endure is hupomeno. H-U-P-O-M-E-N-O. And it is a compound word meaning under and abide. Again, under and abide. So in challenging situations, and I speak from experience, it can be tempting to just gather up all your toys and go home. (laughs) AKA just run away from the situation, from the person, the place, or the thing. And sometimes, if we're honest, we do that. We we may not physically uh, exit the person, place, or thing, but sometimes mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in our minds, we retreat and we give up. We faint in our hearts and minds. And the thought here is that true agape love, um, while the love might be under a heavy load at the moment, it's not going to take off or give up in defeat but rather will stick and stay through thick and thin. So let me just again go over the seven things that love is or does. Love suffers long. Love is kind. Love rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Now, BCU family, I have to tell you all that looking through the lens of how Christ expects us to love is a spiritual gut check for me. I really uh, see some areas of opportunity. Now, let me disclaim by saying that there may be situations for some of you all that are listening where it's best to end the relationship. So uh, if there's some sort of abuse, obviously uh, the Lord is not expecting for us to stay uh, in those situations. And uh, it can be any level of abuse, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, things like that. So um, in those situations, again, we may need to physically uh, remove ourselves Uh, But by and large, our love should contain all seven of these elements. And uh, even in situations, BCU family, where um, maybe there's not abuse, but it's it's better for you to uh, not be so close to the individual, can you still love them? And and what I mean by that is, is that have you forgiven that individual so that when you see them or if a situation pops up where um, they come up in a conversation or... Uh, when they run across your mind that you feel nothing but love for that person. It doesn't mean that you have to be the best of friends, 
but that you love that person and that you can, again, have all seven of those elements in your thought process as you uh, think about the person or as you see the person or if they had to call you uh, for uh, to, let's just say, change a tire at two o'clock in the morning, obviously, if it's appropriate for you to do so. You know, can you do that? You know, think about that. Can you do that? So those are the things that we need to think about uh, when it comes to our love meter and making sure that it is intact because uh, God takes love very seriously. And when we think about the two commandments, we have to love the Lord above everything and love our neighbor as ourselves. Uh, it's not always easy, but it is required. Amen. Amen. So I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on the love notes that we presented here today. Uh, which one of those seven elements is a struggle? Is it easy for you to love? Let me know. I'll tell you how you can do that. If you're not already on the blendcouragesyou.com site, head on down. Uh, there's a comment box there. And what we'll do is continue our conversation. All right, BCU family, it is about time for us to wrap up. Once again, this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here. I am going to sign off. I want to thank you, though, so much for being here today and for listening, for your sharing, and also for your continued prayers. Certainly do need and appreciate all of them. So I'm looking forward to the next time that we are together. And until that time, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, Make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on the wall.